0: It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. Fired up, man. We bring one of our fays back into business today, man. Terry is one of these guys, Terry Fair with Vorslog Motorsports. He's one of these guys we just can't get enough info out of. So we live vicariously in a time attack and autocross world through this man. And I got to tell you, man, he he is on the forefront of just ripping and doing things that you would never believe is possible, especially when you think of a 200- you know, tread wear type tire. We've all heard, you know, the battles that, that occur. If you do any sort of, you know, racing or any sort of, uh, you know, SCCA stuff or uh, time attacks, 200 is the is the number. 200 is the number where everybody says, okay. It's a street yeah, tire. Yeah. You, yeah,
1: it's not a race tire. Well, it's a street tire. So it's weird to have it on a track some degree, but it kind of puts a street race car. Yes you know sort
0: of challenge
1: out there yeah right? yeah
0: one of my things is a local track we have here high plains that Terry's probably well aware of i was clocking 202 uh times out there in my vet on a 200 treadwear you know uh, car on a 200 treadwear tire which is you know pretty good it's uh it's a fun track you know a lot of elevation change blind uh, curves and whatnot so it's wild man when you think of the challenge of 200 treadwear we should actually take a step back everybody i hope that's listening to this podcast is where there's a treadwear number on your tire. The bigger that number is, the the less adhesion that tire is going to have to the road surface, whatever that surface may be. Yeah, the harder it is, the more miles you're going to get. That's why they, they'll give you a 60,000, 70,000 mile tire. But that's not a performance-grade tire. It ain't something you want to hang through the turns on, <laughs> you know, <laughs> not V-I-R, you know? <laughs> and you start breaking that number down Well, you start getting into performance tires. And when you get down to that 200, anything under that 200 threshold is considered a race tire. Um, but that 200, you get a lot of performance. Well, Terry is doing things in that 200 treadwear category that's just... It's redefining the category. It's got a lot of jaws hitting a lot of tracks uh, and a lot of like, how are you doing that type scenario? So we're going to get into it. He's He's got an appropriately nicknamed car. Uh, <laughs> and you know me, man. I love what he's done with this car, Kevin. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. We're both, you know, we love our vintage stuff. We love traditional stuff.
1: We love to mix it up. And that's what, you know, Terry's not afraid. And, you know, he's this radical combination of engineer builder and driver i mean you don't always get those three together and it that's why we bring him on because he has all those perspectives he blends them together and makes radically cool stuff for himself for the for his customers and all the kind of cool parts you got to check out warslake motorsports in general for no matter what yeah, platform yeah, yeah. you're
0: in he's got stuff to make it go fast Stop sugarcoated. sugarcoating he put an ls in a mustang he put an ls <laughs> in a mustang couldn't wait yeah. to get it out couldn't wait to get it out
1: Yep. Yeah, S550 Mustang, LS Swap. And, you know, that's going to make people cringe, but, you know, he appropriately titled it. Go ahead, Terry. What
2: did you title the car? Yeah, we titled the car Trigger, uh, and that's mm. what it does. It triggers people, <laughs> Yeah, and, uh, you know, it's appropriately named, and people recognize it. I haven't really seen anybody else name their project that, and uh, so it's it's getting some uh, recognition.
1: You know, it, it kind of, for somebody, they might go, Trigger, isn't that a horse? A Mustang? Yeah. Oh, that makes sense.
0: Did did you see how subtly he just... eh, We just named Uh, the car Trigger uh. because... Well, it triggers some people, and he's got that Casey Kasem type presentation. You know, it's just warm and fuzzy, and everything's kumbaya. He put an LS in a Mustang, and that just rocks everybody's world, (laughs) man. That makes everybody be, you know, just take a step back. And what he's doing with it is really unreal. Um, But yeah, what a what a great way. This is what I love about Warsaw. You guys really need to look them up online because Terry's one of the few people. Like Kevin said, he's an engineer, he's a driver. Um, this guy gets it. He he loves the feedback you're getting in his seat. He pushes it to the limit. So this guy logs every single thing that he does, every single change, and he allows you to track that. He allows you to follow that, and he allows you to learn as he learns. Not a lot of people are sharing the juice. Uh, Terry does that, and it is, it's phenomenal. Well, and he's sh- sharing it with
1: us and you guys, which is great. Really, yeah. really cool. Now,
0: you know Terry. Um,
1: you know you put this LS in a Mustang, and it wasn't necessarily to trigger people. You know, I my impression would be you built this because it's going to make an awesome track car, and you've got a lot of other mods. So, right in your head, you have a formula that says, "Hey, how do I make the most radically cool?" I and mean, I don't care what parts and pieces. I want to build something that's just going to rip and do awesome. And it's probably an experimental platform for you to to learn, to show other people. So what got you into this uh, LS Swap S550 with all kinds of arrow and everything else? We're gonna take a break here and make people hang so you can come back and explain why you built it, what you built, and then how badass is it doing? And guys, just think about a G number. Anybody knows anything about tires? Just think about a cornering G number that you would expect from a 200, a street tire. And we'll come back later when we get the little ins and outs of the build and how it's doing on what this guy is pulling in the corners. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Uh, it's pulling so hard that he is over exceeding the capabilities of certain functions that you wouldn't have thought uh, on this car. So we got a lot of deep diving, man. This is gonna be fun. Terry's one of our favorite guys on. So Willie, take us, at, take us out, man, and we'll come back on this Crazy cool track build.
0: Yeah, man, it is a wild ride, and you're strapped in for all of it. He's Kevin Bird. I'm Willie B., and this, my friends, is the Two Guys Garage podcast. It is the Two Guys Garage podcast. He is Kevin Byrd. I am Willie B. And I got to tell you, man, excited to talk to Terry Fair today because Terry's one of those guys who, he's just a wealth of knowledge, a great resource. If you're trying to go fast on a track, man, this is the man to help you do that. And it's it's wild when we talk to tires because tires technology has changed so dramatically over the last several years. We're just talking about a 200 tread wear tire and how fast you can go on it. A lot of people are kind of blown away the difference tire. I remember the first time I went from a you know a street tire and slapped on some you know Hoosier R sevens, and I was like, "What the? F-? Oh man, that is that's night and day." You're terrified at how fast you're going in that corner the first time you're doing it. Um, but man, it is unbelievable how hard a car can stick. Um, using just a, an approved tire. Now, keeping everybody limited on that treadwear makes everybody play in the same realm, but Terry is really finding ways to, to take advantage of that treadwear where others, others aren't. Um, what do you attribute to so much success this year, Terry? Uh, is it the aero package? Is it a combination of everything? Is it shocks? or Man, you just
2: got a magic tire that you're using. What, what's going on? It's a little bit of all of that. I mean, the tire we're using is kind of at the bleeding edge of what they consider a 200 treadwear tire. It's a Yokohama AO52. It's just a specific Japanese tire that just barely meets the minimums for 200 treadwear. But it's still no Hoosier. It's still, you know, a Hoosier A7 will run circles around this. Uh, But where we've, you know, maximized it is using the biggest wheel possible to stretch the tire out, keep it flat, really good suspension so that the tires are always on the ground because the tire in the air can do no work. And then a lot of arrow, uh, And that took us from, you know, we were seeing spikes at 1.5 G without arrow, And now we're seeing 1.75 um, continuous. So it's it's a lot more wow. grip when you can shove that tire on the ground with downforce. 1.75 G.
1: Yeah. Lateral, geez. yeah. You know, I just remember not that long ago, you know, in tire technology, right? I mean, you'd see in a car magazine, you know, 0. 0.98, yeah. 1.2, you know, like big numbers like wow and we're talking now granted we got aero going on right so that's that's a big factor but still to get into a car and feel almost 1.8 yeah. continuous g's most people don't know what that feels yeah. like you got a good like, seat
2: and harness you, you got to be strapped in or that's gonna wear you out yeah. at the end of the day for sure and, and braking 1.7 g under braking uh, and even acceleration in third gear of like 0.75 wow. G forward acceleration and third gear. Um, and the car is just struggling for grip and we just put traction control on and that helped it a lot. But, uh, yeah, we're definitely getting everything out of that tire. We can for sure.
1: Wow. So tell us real quick, the background, like, um, you know, it hasn't been following you. What, what was the inspiration for this particular build? Right. You've, you've worked on every kind of platform, and you have parts sure. and pieces for BMWs yeah, and yeah, Subarus yeah. and Mustangs yeah. and you name it. But yeah. what, what was the inspiration for this unique
2: combination? You know, every couple of years, I tend to pick a new chassis that we're developing that I own, that the shop does you know a full build on. And we've done BMWs with LSs you know, starting 23 years ago, uh, back when you and I first met, Kevin. You were doing an E30. I was doing an E36. Um, and that car was just killer. It was really light. It made a lot of power, uh, had a little bit of downforce and really big tires, and and that's the combination. Um, I, I was racing a 2018 Mustang, the Gen 3 Coyote, in 2018-2019 season. We got a really good braking package, a really good suspension package, uh, wheels, wheels and tires and safety gear. But I got to the point where the Coyote engine just wasn't responding to additional bolt-ons and tuning. You know, made about 485 to the wheels, which is pretty respectable. But to get beyond that, it becomes a lot less reliable, and a lot more expensive just because it's displacement limited. You know, five liters is is about you can go to a 5.2, but it's an expensive build. Um, And, you know, the formula displacement makes torque and torque times RPM makes power.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Your only alternative is to go with a blower and then you've got a whole bunch of nose weight and complexity, heat Heat, management issues. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. We've tried that with coyotes and customers cars that had, you know, pretty big budgets and about 620 to the wheels and things start, you know, hitting a wall with physics. Uh, physics is always our, our enemy when it comes to yeah. uh, boosted applications on track because you're, yeah, you're damn wide open. I know, right?
0: Well, by physics, y'all, he means that small-ass forward motor. So, anyway, yeah. moving on, yeah. moving on. It, it
2: responds well to boost. You know, that's, a, that's yeah. what the engine builders joke about. When the engine kind of runs out of naturally aspirated power, it, it's time for boost. Uh, but that doesn't work well on track for for 20-minute sessions. So. Um, you know, we can make uh, with the guys at Horsepower Research. Uh, we've, been, we've done a lot of 468s. Uh, we did a 454 build, and this was actually for another car. And it was for my wife's BRZ swap. And I stole it from her at the last minute, put it in this car uh, early in the spring of 23. It's a 454, a pin guided rod, a really good Brodick's head, titanium valves, 750 lift, but it's 11 and a half to one compression. So it runs mm-hmm. on pump gas, 93. Um, and uh, you know it's it makes really good power. It's made six twenty to the wheels with an MSD plastic intake, huh. and uh, oh, it'll just
0: rip it, man. Six twenty the wheels—that's getting it.
2: Big power band. It pulls from like three what, to what eight, elevation? You know.
0: What elevation are you at?
2: We're about seven hundred feet. So we're pretty Oh, close my to God. There. Yeah, air, God, know. what a gift. What really a gift. Really dense yeah. air, yeah. I'm at
0: 6,700 feet, bro. Oh, 6,700 6, feet. That's where my house is parked at. <laughs> yeah, you got
2: to be You gotta be looking at boost when you're at that altitude. I get it. I get yeah,
0: it. Yeah, man. Uh, so 620 yeah. at the rear, that's a lot yeah. of play action right there. That's a lot sure. of uh, – that's, that's big power on the straightaways, big coming out of corners Uh, power. That'll get you there quick. So how do you tame it? How do you rock it?
2: Well, you know, for the first part of the season, we actually made about six thirty wheel uh, with a, a shorter runner intake and a big one twelve throttle body, and it was undrivable. And the throttle response was violent, and it would just you, mm. you tip in at like thirty five hundred, and it just it, it starts upsetting the rear because it's blowing the tires away. Because those bigger throttle bodies, you crack them, and you just get this big right. hit of map, and it's just it, you can't drive around it. So we had to kind of scale things back and took this giant. BTR intake off and big 112 throttle body. And we put it just a known off the shelf MSD with a little 103 drive-by-wire throttle body. And the car became so much more drivable and we lost seven horsepower to the wheels and probably gained area under the curve. And that made it more drivable, but it still, it hits pretty hard. And late in the season, uh, our friends, and, and I talked with, uh, Willie B about this on his show a week ago, uh, friends at Rapscallion Motorsports, we we upgraded to a Haltech EFI, which gave us the opportunity to do real traction control, and they tied into the ABS and got the wheel speeds uh, from our Ford ABS system, and that's made it so much easier to drive. And I'm really that was December 29th, you know, very end of the year. So next season we'll have that power and the ability to add more power uh, with compression and a bigger cam and different intake. There's probably another 100, 150 horsepower we can add reliably. Um, with race fuel and then with the traction control and, and a little adjustment we can actually make it to where a human being can drive that without just, you know, blowing the tires away in third gear, which is what it's doing wow. now. You know, you have to baby it in third. Second gear is useless, you know.
1: Well, you got all this power, which is awesome. And it's NA, so yeah. it's crisp, it's it's right, it's Everywhere. it's linear yeah. to your foot and, and you predictable.
0: Can, yeah, but you can what predict do you think? what it's gonna do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. There's
1: no boost coming in no. and just weird things. Yeah. Yeah. So you got a lot of power. What size tire are you guys running front and rear on this thing?
2: So right now, the practical limit for the fast 200 treadwares is really a 315. And it's a big 315. It's, it's 12 and a half inches wide. I've got it on an 18 by 12 wheel. Uh, until somebody makes a faster 200 treadwear tire, that's not banned. And, and there's already been a couple of, I could talk for hours about the small Chinese tire companies that are coming in. And they don't really meet the regulations, but they aren't really well Uh, There's no oversight by the government on some of these, so they're making these cheater tires. And SECA and other groups are like, nope, ban, ban, ban. So there's a couple of those we're we're keeping an eye out. Uh, If somebody makes a a 335 or 345 that's faster or at least has the same stiction as this Yokohama, we'll switch. And we've already got new wide-body panels coming for a a 12-inch front, a 13-inch rear tire. And we'll run some events with Hoosiers that aren't 200 treadwear limited in this season. Um, and I can't wait to put a big three forty five Hoosier A seven on there. That's going to drop seconds of lap <laughs> Yeah, dude, that's going to be exciting. Yeah. yeah,
1: guys, in that whole tire thing that we talked about, right? You want to run this, right? You're running, you're running at the limit at two hundred. Yeah. Um, there's only so many tire sizes out there, so it becomes right. kind of tricky. And whatever you're building, you can only work around so many available tires in this sort of pseudo sticky two hundred. Uh, so we said, right? He's limited on this Yokohama to a three fifteen. I think. Bf- BFG makes 335?
2: They do. The Rival S is a couple of generations yeah. behind. I, I love that uh-huh. tire when it came out. And I ran it in Optima in 2013 and fourteen. But um, yeah, it's just right now, everyone's on this Yokohama tire. Or a, there's a Nankang. Uh-huh. and there's a couple others, but they're all really close to each other. And It kind of maxes out at that. That
1: three fifteen. What uh, what diameter are they making that tire in?
2: It's at eighteen. So I'm running eighteen twelve in this car. Okay, in uh, nineteen, things start to shrink a little bit. There's just available mm-hmm. options go away.
1: Yeah, so man. it makes it tricky. It makes it exactly. tricky when you're trying oh, yeah. to run a very specific tire. You sure. can't just shop around and go, oh, that fits. Great, exactly. You know, exactly. brand and yeah. type and everything become very important. So, so you are basically limited, right? You're a crutch. On, you know, a 315 rear tire yeah, with 620-something yeah. uh, real
2: horsepower. It's not enough. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I, I got more questions as to how you're making it stick, how you're pulling that, you know, lateral G, those big numbers. Um, and also, uh, right at that, for that cusp where we need to get into a break, you mentioned something really fast. What, what made you switch? You said you switched from Holly to Haltech,
2: right? Yeah. It was drivability. It was just the drivability that the big throttle body just hit too hard and, and the throttle response, both on throttle and off throttle was just violent. And I had to shrink things down to a smaller throttle body for now.
1: Yeah. For the fuel injection system itself, what was the, the role in switching to Haltech?
2: um so there was some we had some issues with the previous fuel injection system we had and it didn't have the capabilities of this particular haltech system with as far as traction control and and working with a, a different brand of digital dash so we made the switch in in december it was an expensive switch but it was necessary and, and i'm glad we did it
0: you're like the fourth person i've talked to lately that's really been bragging about haltech and and yeah, what they're bringing yeah. to the table. My brother's big into tuning. Um, he's big on them. That They must be making a really good system and setup because I think tunability and what you can do and access uh, has got them a little ahead of the game right now.
2: Yeah, there's some other players that, that typically cost two or three times as much. MoTeC is great, but it just comes with a price tag. And there's probably four or five players in the same kind of price point as Haltech. Uh, it's just what my tuner wanted to use, and I you have to trust your tuner at some point.
0: It's just a name I'm hearing a lot more around in the circles. Uh, They're making some good stuff. So, always interesting to keep up on that and see where people are going and moving uh, and what's kind of shaping the industry. So, good stuff there, man. Let's get in this break. More with our man. And I got to tell you, Terry is going faster than you guys can imagine, big numbers. How is he doing it? What's the secret ingredient? He's got a couple of them. We'll talk more about Trigger. Terry Fair, Vorslog Motorsports. He's Kevin Bird, I'm Willie B, and this is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B, and we have Terry on from Vorslog Motorsports. Dive in, you guys, look these guys up. They have all kinds of of really remedies and recipes that get you right on the track. If you need to prove some, you know, time, attack, time, some autocross stuff, these are the guys who can set you up everything. How do you get traction control? This guy can help you get it. ABS, you want it? He can make that happen, which is just amazing. Me and I got to tell you, me and Kevin are his biggest cheerleaders for ABS stuff. We're like, put together a generic package for muscle cars. Uh, anyway, welcome to the show. Uh, and, <laughs> Terry, uh, welcome back, man. Let's talk about. A little bit more about Trigger, what you're doing with her. It's a it's a Mustang. You've gone and done the, oh no, you didn't. You put an (laughs) LS and a bad mother of an LS 454 in this, in this Mustang, and it is dude it's shaking the tree. How much horsepower are you putting down at the rear tire?
2: It's right now 620 on pump gas. Uh, You know you've got seven and a half liters. It's not hard to do. You know that's and if Ford made a seven and a half liter engine that was an iron or a truck motor it'd be in this car but they right. don't <laughs> right now so push yeah. uh, right so you've
1: broken the rules and you've said i, I want to go fast right and you know people can be real sticklers to their brand but you know you put the displacement with the car you've got you know the best 200 tire you can put on there that you know that's out there right now and you added aero you've added a lot of aero and that's That's a voodoo art for most people, myself included, right? I mean, I understand from engineering, I understand airplane wings and stuff. There's a lot of underbody and other things. And I'm sure once you put it all together, there's so much weird air currents and stuff that are going around, man. I
0: am dying to understand what you did there. Hey, Terry, I got a a great lead-in story about knowing what arrow can do and the power of it. When I was racing the long mile race out here, um, I was racing against a buddy who had a real powerful Mustang and we wanted to put some arrow on his Mustang and, um, yeah, we didn't secure the arrow quite right. And at 200 miles an hour, it tore the entire front valance off, <laughs> of his Mustang. So yeah, man. Arrow is strong and when you get it right, makes an enormous, enormous downforce on the car. Uh yeah, man. So much you could tear everything off there if you don't adhere it right. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's for sure. And, you know, that's something you're always worried about is a is a big giant splitter. You have to secure it, or it can come off and cause a lot of damage. Same with a wing. You gotta have your uprights supported. Uh we did kind of a unique uh, wing upright that goes right into the C pillar into the chassis of the car and it bolts into the back seat, comes out the back window, like the new Mustang GT three, uh, race car and their new GTD Mustang. Yeah. We saw that a year and a half ago and said, Oh, I want to do that. And it's a you know, it's, it's, it's a swan neck, so it grabs the top of the wing. So the bottom of the wing is really the working surface that causes the downforce, which is the opposite of an airplane wing, which is the top. It's because this is upside down. We're trying to push mm-hmm. down and not make lift. So it, it gave us a really clean uh, line of sight to the wing. and There's not a lot of drag. And it's, it's you know, the, the wing looks like it's coming out of the roof almost. It's, it's wild. Um, And they're really stiff. People saw it like, oh, that's going to fly off. And then I did a video of me kind of leaning on it and then banging on it with my arm and it's just like moving the car. So, yeah, that was tricky. Um, We worked with Nine Lives Racing on the dual carbon element rear wing. It's massive, built to the limit of the class rules, eight square feet of surface area. So it could be bigger, but we didn't because it's so easy to make rear downforce the front is, is a real challenge on a sedan shaped car. We're not a formula one car with an open chassis and we can't put a wing on the front. That's just not allowed. So we're always dialing back the rear down force to kind of balance with the front. But I did some testing at one of the events where I took one of the wing elements off and I got it balanced. All right. And it was three seconds a lap slower. So it wouldn't put power down anywhere. Huh. So we, you know, that was a good test. I did a, a before and after. And uh, so now we have kind of a rear biased you know, aero setup, which is fairly common on powerful cars, rear wheel drive cars. Um, And it puts power down and it it makes the lap times drop. So, you know, I'm using Professional Awesome has, that's the name of this company. They they make these tunnels, these big, you know, kind of vortex generating tunnels that go in the splitter. It's like a big diffuser up front. Um, So this, these giant splitters, uh, they, they have these giant tunnels in them, so that makes enough front downforce. We're still trying to find more front downforce. We've got these big end plates and dive planes and every trick in the book and venting the hood and venting the fenders to try to make the front, you know, keep up with the back. But right now it's just it's rear biased and it works. That's that's all I know.
1: Do you have any idea how much downforce you're getting? Do you have any way to measure or do you just calculate by
2: rule of thumbs or – time flips for the rear there's some cfd data on the wind and it can make 1200 pounds of downforce in the back pretty easily you know at triple digit speeds um wow. we're actually working with another guy who's a buddy of mine to get shock potentiometers and that'll let you measure how much the suspension is compressing at speed and that's how you can without you know getting to a wind tunnel which is yep. big money um, we can measure how much downforce a car makes by how much deflection you get at each corner and uh, I can kind of put that up on the screen and show how much downforce we're making in real time. That's that's what I'm trying to do this year, is share more data. The Haltech brought in tons more data than we had before with the old system. And I'm sharing, you know, all the wheel speeds and when the A- ABS is triggering, how much brake pressure, when the, the traction control triggers, how much wheel slip we're getting. Uh, we've got an infrared array coming so I can show what the temperatures of each tire are in real time inner middle and outer on each tire so you can see oh you don't have enough camber you're running the wrong tire pressure so we're we're bringing all this in in the early part of the season i mean there's a lot of data on the screen and some people just tune it out but for me i can look at that and go oh i need to i need to tweak that one corner i need more camber up front or whatever and and as someone that sells camber plates and suspension for a living i kind of need to have this knowledge So that I can back up my BS, you know, so people can, you know, look at my data and go, well, it's real. And the lap times are there and look at the temperature across the tire. It's nice and even in the corner, which is where you want it. So that's, that's the kind of data we're trying to add.
0: (laughs) You know, what else backs up your BS, man, is when people start buying or wanting to buy what's on your car. And that's had to have happened this year.
2: It did. You know, when you rack up some big wins and the fastest time of day, you know, we call that FTDs. We racked up a bunch of FTDs in a row on street tires racing against against guys on Hoosiers with with more power just because the setup was working really well. It wasn't necessarily my driving, but the car just really worked. And when it's the fastest car there, it's a thousand pounds heavier than anyone else. It's, it's kind of hard to argue with that. So that's definitely brought us some sales.
1: How much, how much lap time, um, you know, every track is different, but you know, you can't really get the downforce, but you can get the times. Have you tried with them without the front and rear and, um, have any kind of comparison? Oh
2: God, yes, yeah, yeah. I, I'm a member at Motorsport Ranch Crescent, which is a little membership, 25 uh, year track. It's a motorsport club track, and I can go out there on a lot of weekdays and weekends, and just sometimes I'm there by myself, and I can get a lot of testing done. And putting the arrow on with the exact same tires and nothing, no other changes, was worth about four seconds a lap on a 90 second road course, 1.7 <sighs> mile track. So that's that's huge. That's massive. Um, and I don't think wow. we've gotten it all yet. We're still clawing that's and finding. Y'all bustling, yeah, that's huge. I mean, that's
0: four- bees for dinner and back.
2: Yeah, we we were just winging events when we kind of got some other issues sorted in the car and went to an aftermarket, you know, external drive sump that fixed some issues. And the car was quick. You know, I ran like a one nineteen. I was so happy. And then we put the arrow on. I ran a one fourteen seven on this track. I was like, Whoa, that's a big drop and nobody could believe it. And that could just dominated from there on out, getting, getting everything sorted and getting the aero working was a big change. Yeah. You man.
1: know, it was a big difference when you see, you see somebody on the street with a giant wing, you're like, Oh God. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But when you get on a track with a giant wing sitting up high, getting some really clean air, I mean, Boom, he goes blowing blow by, picking up four seconds a lap. That's a yeah. whole different story, man. Where else are you going to find four seconds?
2: I know. It's, you it's, know? It's, the power's worth a bit. The power's probably worth you know a couple seconds a lap over our 2018 Mustang that had the exact same wheel, tire, brake, suspension. Um, but, yeah, we've just blown that out of the water. It's, it's the, the, the Aero was a big game changer, bigger than you'd think. And they're like, oh, it's going to slow you down the straightaways. I got the fastest straightaway speeds this car's ever had with Aero. Wow. Um, Wow. It's just, it's cornering the the minimum speeds in the, in the biggest corner at this track. It's called big Bend, and went from 79 to 88. I gained 11 miles an hour in a corner. So I can just keep accelerating out of that corner. And I'm coming out at so much more speed that your straightaway speeds are faster. And then the braking numbers, I mean, you you don't pull 1.7 G's into braking on a 200 treadwear tire without arrow, but that drag really works and it really slows you down.
1: Those numbers are insane. Think about that, guys. Coming out of a turn, right? Because you got a short distance on that straightaway. You're coming out of the turn 11 miles an hour faster, right? And you're accelerating out, but that whole entire stretch, you've got that whoo, area under the curve of that corner exit yeah, speed. Hey, man. That's
2: big. That's huge. That's
1: big. Now, did that did that kind of instigate some issues with the uh, the factory uh, dry? Uh, I did. Yeah, so cornering. we had
2: an LS7 based dry sump with a big K Tech red. Oh, this red. is
0: such a good weight yeah. remedy. Oh, this is great. So
2: we had a two stage, you know, LS7 style dry sump. We had the LS7 pan, a K Tech pump, which is an upgraded pump, and a three gallon Peterson oil tank. And for the first part of the season, uh, our tuner had a trigger in there. And if it saw less than 38 PSI above 3000, it would basically put the engine on a rev limiter. And it was just killing me. I was coasting for six seconds a lap sitting on this rev limiter. Because once we got the arrow working, it just dramatically changed how that dry system worked. It almost worked. It only triggered a little bit with the uh, without arrow, but once we put aero arrow on it was just oh, it' was just a disaster. It was really bad.
1: So it's a two-stage. Yeah. yeah, is it I think issues on the scavenge side or on the <clears throat> pressure side or just in the tank And
2: we think it was in the in the actual pan. So the LS7 pan, if you look at it from the top down, the pickups are all on the driver's side. Well the way the engine turns, And rotates, it's slinging oil to the other side of the pan. Mm. So in a long corner, after about four seconds of cornering, it would start sucking air, and it would go through that three-gallon tank like nothing. We were running fifteen liters of oil in that thing, and it would go through that engine in seconds, and it would start dropping pressure. Insane!
0: It's nuts! It was
2: driving me insane, y'all. Crazy! And we we called. How'd you
0: fix it? How'd you fix it? We
2: called Gary at ARE, uh, and he sold us a four-stage external dry sump. Immediately fixed everything. Just it's making too much oil pressure. It'll make a hundred psi now. I got to dial it down. So that fixed everything. And it's just I, I tried and, and tried all these band-aids and kept putting bigger lines, external lines to the to the, to the tank, and tried an AccuSump at every band-aid in the book. And it was just I was just spinning my wheels. I just had to spend the money. Nuts and do how it much right.
0: oil that thing can? Oh yeah, it, can it goes through a goes lot goes of up. oil
2: I, for sure, for sure. Wow. Yeah expensive lesson.
0: Yeah. It's always
1: interesting, but, you know, it's the road that a lot of us have been on over the years. You make more power and you break more things and then you got to fix more stuff. Yeah. And well, arrow can do some of the same types of things differently, right? <laughs> right. All of a sudden you can yeah. G force and your yeah. oil is sloshing over and it's not getting to the pick, you know, like all of a sudden you can find some weak points, uh, by adding this new function, this new arrow.
0: In racing, in racing, yeah. just the constant search for the weakest part. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> Pretty much, that's the yeah. truth.
2: I mean, luckily yeah, we know. didn't break anything big this season. Luckily, um, you know, our tuner kept us from killing the engine by pulling the power when it was seeing low oil pressure. Um, and we lowered that threshold down to 30 PSI and it would still hit it. So I was like, okay, it's it's time for an external, you know, expensive dry sump system. But I'm glad we did it. I should wish we would have yeah. soon.
1: Would you be up for coming back on sometime and and like walking through a little bit of 101 on the arrow? You know, I think the wing most for people sure. kind of get, yeah. but there's a lot of splitter and underbody and just a lot of things and details in there that would be really great to kind of share with everybody. Yeah,
2: we're still picking away at it, but I, I definitely would love to share because it it's it's where we found the most time this season by far.
0: And what a lot of people don't realize is Terry puts so much of this data up there for people to ingest, other racers and so forth. So Vorsog Motorsports, can they find that data there? And he does so in small increments. Terry will tell you, make small adjustments. Go get it on the track. Go test it. Uh, document what difference it, that occurs in the car. And then make another small change. Document what is different. You know, he picked up any time right? And make small adjustments. So you know what you can do to shake and move the car, what works and what doesn't. You make four or five changes. You don't know what really worked. So always smart to do that. He's a great resource to look at some of his data. He shares all of it. Where do people find more of that? And how do people access that data that, you know, you got a number of test days. We can never have that much seat time, but you have. So how do we learn from you?
2: Yeah. last year I did 29 days on track and Thirty days the year before, so I put all of that. I always shoot video, I always take pictures, and I always do a forum write-up. And I'm so what I was working on right before the podcast was a was a. I've been working on it for about four days. I've written twenty thousand words, um, and that'll just be one little increment for trigger. You know, cover a handful of months. Uh, but yeah, go to vorschlog.com. Uh, you can see our forum on there, going back twenty years. Um, we have a blog, we have Facebook, we have YouTube, just look for Vorschlag, V-O-R-S-H-L-A-G.
0: Vorschlag Motorsports. I love what the aftermarket
1: can help us with, you know, go fast parts, better stuff than the OE, but a lot of it is just okay or maybe not. And, and that's what I love bringing Terry on because he's out there collecting data. He's on the track 30 days. That's an entire month straight every day right? How many track days did we get in? Hardly any, you know, not enough. This guy is out there testing, tuning, developing. It's, it's awesome. And he's sharing the data with it. Super cool, man. Really appreciate you sharing this project. We're going to have to have you on some more because sure. there's a lot mm-hmm. in this that I think we could all kind of, you know, learn from, get excited about, uh, kind of follow along in some of these updates as you're finding more and more speed.
2: That's the goal is to get people excited and to try racing and to try track events and autocross because eventually they'll find us. (laughs) That's the goal.
1: Right, right.
0: Yeah, yeah, man. Awesome. You you can find uh, Vorslag Motorsports. You can find us on Motor Trend. Check your local listings. Uh, It's also available on Motor Trend Plus, which is our streaming site, a great way to find us. Thanks to our guest, Terry Fair, Vorslag Motorsports, our producer, Scoop, executive producer, Bob Ecker. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. And this is the Two Guys Garage podcast.
1: Yeah, check out our website at twoguysgarage.com and share your thoughts with us. We're everywhere on social, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at Two Guys Garage. This Two Guys Garage podcast, it's copyright 2024, Brenton Productions Incorporated, all rights reserved.
0: Right on, Terry. Always good catching up, man. And uh, it's wild. Every time I have you on, people want to get your stuff. So I'll be calling you soon about that mini Cooper.
2: For <laughs> sure, man. Like,
0: Call Terry. Hook me up with him.
2: <laughs> <laughs> tell, him to holly, tell him to name drop you, for sure.
0: Okay, man, we'll do. <laughs> you definitely
1: yeah. had a lot of fun on a lot of different platforms, man. So very jealous. Yeah, yeah. You got you got a great, yeah. great gig going on, man, having a lot of fun. So that's super cool to kind uh, of watch.
2: I got a good crew. We're making enough parts where I can afford to be out of here, you know, one day a week sometimes. Uh, not everybody can pull that off, but that's this one. Living the dream for sure. Yeah, man. Kick ass.
1: All right, guys, yeah, hope you enjoyed All it, right. man. Keep an eye out on our podcast list for Terry to be back because um, it's going to keep us updated, keep, keep us learning about some of this great stuff like Willie mentioned, man, everything from ABS brakes to aero, different setups, different ways to find speed, because uh, that's what I'm all about. Hopefully you are, too. We'll catch you on the next Two Guys Garage podcast.
0: Two Guys Garage podcast is a production of Britain Productions. For more episodes, visit iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.